Star to the left, a podcast of everything fantastic, strange, and science fictional. I'm your host, Matt, with my co-hosts. I'm Bert. Hi, I'm Ruby Rose. I was born in Melbourne, Australia. I might be the they, them, Carolyn Killaway's dating. Read more about that in Jezebel. And I, they really tried to make me hippin' for a minute in Jason Statham movies and certain queer TV shows. Anyway, my hair's real fucked up in this movie. I'm so excited you hit me on for oh. a guest. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Jason Statham. I'm here to, <laughs> oh, I'm here to, I'm here to kill a, a giant shark, eh? I'm famous character actor Rain Wilson. You might know me from The Office. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I don't, oof, I don't watch The Office. I'm not a normie. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, uh, hey, Dwight, you, you can get me some paper clips, mate. Hey, I need oh, to Dwight. kill a shark. At, Dwight. at an acceptable cost, yes. Dwight, 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 right. listen, Dwight, listen, Dwight. <laughs> I've been jacked up on crank, and the only way I can calm down is with information about beats. All right, all this right. week, Jim and, Pam, uh, Jim and Pam, I got some of these paperclips. Choke on these, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're talking about uh, 2019s. More like this know, reek. What a stinker. It's 2018. It's the Meg. <laughs> it's the Meg. It's, it's the Meg. Now, now, an important thing about the Meg is Meg is gem backwards. And this movie is definitely <laughs> this movie sucks. it's definitely the opposite of a gem. <laughs> <laughs> what you people discovered is bigger than we ever thought possible. How big is that thing? It was the largest shark that ever existed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong. Megalodon. He's kidding, right? The thing's out there. You need to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? Did you guys ever watch Shark Week? So this was my uh, pick for Better Red Month. And so I'm going to explain why. First off, I made a mistake, dear listener. <laughs> I should have chosen Deep Blue Sea, which is a far better shark movie and far more interesting and fun. You could have picked Jaws one. as well. You could pick anything. Well, Jaws is not, <laughs> I think Jaws does not quite get to the point of being a fantastical science fiction, speculative fiction film. Because <laughs> Jaws. The no, Meg no. Does, there's, he's there's... apologizing for the Meg, but he's saying it should have been Deep Blue Sea. But I'm just saying, yes. Jaws is 
if you were to say it's not sci-fi, but if you were to say it's like, I guess it's not really speculative fiction. Like Deep Blue Sea and The Meg are far more quote unquote sci-fi. Sure, you're right. Quotes, you're right. Than than Jaws. Um, but Jaws scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. My dad made me watch it. And I have a deep and abiding fear of great white sharks that persists oh, to this day. I'm that way about poltergeist. Yeah. So, um, and then my aunt one time told me that like her backyard pool had a shark that swum in through like the pipe drain. Um, just lots of <laughs> shark related hey, fears. Hey kid. hey kid, guess what? I'm going to tell yep. you this secret. Fuck oh it. yeah. <laughs> so, um, Matt, I think you I might forgot have been how... an especially credulous child. I think I would have had a fun time bullying you if I ever babysat you. Well, oh, eight, probably. Eight-year-olds hear everything. You're on a podcast with me right now. There is, like, I am the most credulous person like of the three of us right now, I think. You believe in aliens. Case I do. Closed. So, um, this film is more boring than I remembered it. <laughs> I found some gems that I liked oh. in it. Some but reverse Megs. <laughs> some reverse Megs. Um, but this is a very, it's a pretty crappy film. And I, I forgot <laughs> and regret now selecting it um, because it is so distinctly sub-medium. Like, it's not even medium. It's just... <sighs> I watched this film at 1.3 speed with the volume turned up super loud while getting drunk and eating Pocky and playing Animal Crossing. Um so you watched it like Michael Bay style. I watched it Michael Bay style. There's a, a hedgehog named Label came to visit my island, and I got some prizes for designing themed outfits for her, and I planted a bunch of pumpkins and got some stuff out of my orchard, and Jason Statham was really just doing his funky little thing that he loves to do on the screen. So, I mean, that was, it was, there are worse ways to spend an hour and five minutes. I don't know what the runtime is supposed to be, but for your girl, it was an hour and five. It's minutes. almost two hours. Um, I I don't know two if I call fucking it hours. I watched the whole. Here, the I watched Meg. the whole thing at normal speed. At normal speed, front to back, Oof. without really doing anything else. And I, boring isn't the right. Underwhelming is the right word. I didn't feel. Yeah. It's paint by numbers. It there's is... different types of boring. There's boring like yeah. there's boring where it's like, well, nothing. I don't really care about anything, and that's more yeah, of I what mean... this movie was. And then there's oh, boring would... like, why am I watching this? Which is more like, God, what else did we do that was boring? Um, parts of Wild Zero are boring. Um, we did a oh Dragon Take Slayer. Like all Take of Dragon back. Slayer is like, why am I watching this? Dragon Slayer is boring though. Like this, except is... for one moment in Dragon Slayer, which is life changing. Sure, which is Correct. a wizard the exploding. Moment. Right. <laughs> the the wizard a wizard climax scene on our screen. Right. Yeah. But um, the rest of it's like, why am I watching this as opposed to like, this I felt yeah. like, yeah, the stakes were jumping around all the time. and The, the constituent parts are exciting. Uh, like a shark, a shark the size of a barn puts a whole... You know those inflatable balls that you see in the water at the beach that you fucking hate, and the person <laughs> yeah. inside them looks like an asshole? A shark the size of a barn puts one of those in its mouth and pops it like a grape. Um, and there's submarines and whales getting blown up, like in that fucking Nelson poster from The Simpsons, gotta nuke something. <laughs> you know, like, there's all sorts of, there is, there's, there's, um, 
Things happen. There's, there's there's reductive racial stereotypes, except for the Han Chinese, who I think the producers were really counting on gobbling this one up. There's everything, but it it knits it 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 knits together to be a whole that just falls apart. This is a very heterosexual movie as well. Yes. Holy shit! I think like the one lady gets saved like three times, mm-hmm. and Ruby Rose gets saved, and which is so fascinating. It, because he looks at Ruby off. Rose and thinks, "Ah, this is a damsel." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, um, you're you're too re- you're too red blooded heterosexual American men. Do you look at Ruby Rose and think, "Oh boy, if I save her, I bet she'll give me a smooch." I was wondering um, it, what her tattoo said and whether it was about me dying or not, because she has like a <laughs> tattoo on her neck that says like "and" in really crazy like- script. When I see Ruby Rose, I think I bet we could have a great time playing Modern Warfare on Xbox. There you go. <laughs> there you um, go. I mean, I, I bet look, she trash talks the, super great. This is the Modern Warfare of shark movies. You know, mm. it's just like, like, like a committee came up with this right. movie because it's just full of like, it feels, it felt like the shark movie version of the most cynical fucking gushers commercial from the late nineties. Like yeah, well, see, dude, uh, and like the I, exact I, I would agree right with that. are being hit at the exact right moments. I would agree with that if it actually delivered on what it what it's like trying to sell you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. No, like that's the point. Like the the premise of this shark that is the size of not just one barn but like five. Right. Coming onto a beach. You're from. Coming onto a beach, you expect it to like gobble up swimmers. Like me in a movie theater, like slamming popcorn down the back of my throat, just like by the handful. Mm-hmm. And that never happens. The movie like, doesn't go full dumb. And that's the biggest problem. Like the movie is yes. dumb. Like the movie says like, oh, well, first of all, they go to Shanghai, China, which I guess is OK. But like they don't. They The, the, the base is in the Marianas Trench, which is right next to Guam. So I would have thought they just flew to Guam or like even the Philippines or Hawaii. Like, it's out in the Pacific Ocean, but they all go to China, and then um, they they say, okay, at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, which is, I, I, Bert, with my musical side project about the ocean, know a lot about the Mariana Trench. It's, like, 3,900 feet down. The pressure this is, is coming in so helpful that this project yes. is, like, being extremely handy. Sure. the It's extremely cold. It's, like, 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, the pressures are fucking monstrous. There's like no fish down there. There's it's all microbial shit. They're like, oh, there's actually a thermocene layer of. It's actually a cloud. It's, it's not a hollow the earth. It's I'm hollow sorry, earth in what? the ocean. And then guess what? Under that, oh, it's all normal ocean under that. Oh, okay. How? Why? And then, and then like, so. And this is all the cinnamon stuff, cinnamon stuff. I was going to say this is. I know, this is it's a sci-fi podcast. Okay, basically, after Jason Statham does the rescue mission, he makes like a cloud of thermal stuff up from the thing when the sub comes up, and that's how the Meg escapes. Now, I don't care. Don't call if, it the Meg. Don't 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 fine. acknowledge what this movie is trying to do. I won't. The Megalodon. I don't care if it's more if he creates like a warm jet. The thing is going to go from like normal sea temperatures to to three degrees Celsius, and then it's going to go all the way up, and the pressure difference will fucking kill it alone. Like, 
<laughs> you can't just dive down there. Like it's Mashed fucking shark. I mean, <laughs> it just like comes up. It's just like we're talking gravy. about this. <laughs> There's been like four manned took... expeditions there ever, ever. While and we're talking about this, as someone yeah. who loves biology and as someone who took more than one environmental science class, first of all, it's not a breeding pair. Second of all, it's not. Second of all, there are not enough megalodons uh, to form a genetically stable population, so it's a problem for five years at most. Also, like the megalodon, like, do you have any fucking idea how? deoxygenated and acidic oceans are now the megalodon died out because there was not enough protein available to support an organism that size do you think there's more now that do you think there's more now at the end of the fucking anthropocene extinction event no it's just going to come up if it survives the pressure it's gonna look for enough protein to survive one day for its fucking freak body and it's not going to find it, and it's going to starve to death in five minutes, which is what megafauna do when you don't feed them. They starve to death instantly, which is why evolution doesn't automatically select for things that are bigger, stronger, faster, right. have fucking crazy powers. They select for things that can efficiently extract nutrients and calories from the environment <laughs> around them, which the megalon couldn't because it's a sucker, so okay. it's fucking dead, and a bunch of lemurs I, are in charge I'm now. just thinking of, like, how... <laughs> Uh, I was thinking of how like the 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 megalodon goes through like one whole whale pod in like the one day that it comes up to the surface. Just well, like, okay, here's we're yes, done. Yes, here's my other. Also, there's sins. no more blue whales. They ate so many; they're <laughs> extinct now. Here's my other cinema sins ding Deus Ex Machina thing. Okay, which but this is an overriding thing for the movie and why it's dumb. Okay, it's a megalodon. It's fucking huge, and it seems to care very very hard about pippin the small dog and small people that fall out of a boat and very like a doctor who goes pay attention to me i'm gonna splash kill me megalodon it doesn't matter dude you are like in like to a human you would be an m&m on the floor it- i don't have to go out I, if i hear an m&m fall on the floor from my bedroom i don't <laughs> have to go out to the living room and immediately eat it like it's yeah, it's okay it it consumed more calories getting him exactly with its, in, with its inefficient loser body than it did in eating him mayor are you calling this megalodon fat I am saying, I am saying that it in, expended in Dr- so much. Blah, 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 blah. I am saying that in Jurassic Park, in, in <laughs> other movie, in other movies, when some fucking chump goes, ah, oh, but what have you considered that nature's a goddess and she has a plan? <laughs> Ecofascism lurks at the back of the mind of every fucking chump who goes to the movies, and it's very depressing to think about. It's fine, you know, Ian Malcolm. He gives me ASMR. But everything in this movie, everything in this, everything in this movie, everything in this movie feels like a bunch of studio execs around a table filling out a spreadsheet, and then when they get to the actual details of the thing they need to do for a movie to for a movie in this genre to exist, they're just hate fucking me. Like they're like, okay, it's a shark movie. We need a bunch of shit to scary shit to happen on a beach so that the fucking drooling mooks can empathize with what's happening uh just do it all at the end uh and then it gets the dog and then it gets the thing and they jerk off and it's like oh uh, we need a we need a weird we need a weird eco-fascist diatribe about how fucking gaia goddess of the earth put a weird fucking 
turbo gas barrier at the bottom of the fucking Marianas Trench for a secret shark to punish us if we do too much science, but bleh, just have Jason say them, and then you they nut, and they're like, have Jason say them fucking mumble it halfway through the movie, and the theme is not followed up on. There's an like, amazing it's speech. It's so fucking... I th- I've been hate-fucked. <laughs> I didn't hate this. this. I'm I'm amazed by how much you hated this. See, okay, I know no, Bird no, 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 is no, no, always no, no, the no, contrarian. No. I have but... I have enjoyed being hate fucked before. I, I understand. Didn't enjoy being hate fucked by the Meg. I was hate fucked by the Meg. I hate that I was hate fucked by it, but I don't hate the movie. Okay, it was just generally underwhelming to me. There was the speech by the scientist halfway through where he's like, "We we couldn't save Toshi." And we couldn't serve science I or am, whatever. I am, <laughs> I, am, I am glad the guy from Heroes uh, is still getting work. Was that I Toshi? I love that for him. Yeah. Um, he just died also, for no reason. Also, fucking, yeah. Well, no. I hate, okay, I, do Jason, have... I hate that Jason Statham, the fucked up weirdo eco-fascist, was proven right. Because, like, okay, you find out a Megalodon exists. Yeah, you should tranquilize it and tag it. Like, <laughs> you should get a genetic sample off of it, tranquilize it, and tag it. And Jason seems like, no, I'm going to... Is that safe for the Meg? Or Watch it die in five days. Or I'm, a mega with don't, or I'm a Mega with Don expert. <laughs> the thing you need to do about a Mega with Don is kill it. You save it all the time. But, like, he's <laughs> no. channeling the thing where... He's channeling the thing where people are like, you can't let, can't let women get abortions because it's... It's not natural, but also the government's telling me I can't farm melons in the Indies because I'll kill some fucking condors. Ah, like I will say, some things I appreciate about this film. Yes, it got me the tilted, little... which I feel like is making for exciting radio. the The little kid is. I actually like the she's little kid. Cute. Like she's not bad. No, she's I a think good child in these, actor. In, in these in these films, I think the the children are often the worst parts of them, and this one, I don't mm. think she's that bad. I... Yeah. I also kind of appreciate that, like, Jason Statham's love interest is a single mom. Like, that's kind of an interesting dynamic that you don't usually see in yeah. action films. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't so mind. I find that kind of interesting. I think all the performances are okay, except for DJ and uh, and Dwight. Um, Who's DJ? The uh, DJ is the character. Um, the heavyset man? Who yes. falls off the... Oh, the wall. No. Who who gets No, no not the, the wall. The guy the um Oh, the, the guy, guy who would have been LL Cool J in a much better Right, film. exactly. Yeah, he's oh, okay, not him. awful. Okay. But like it's not so much the acting in any of it, it's that the the It's that they are hate fucking you with the concept of a token black guy, which already right. would have been bad enough, but you're also being hate fucked with it because they're like, Oh, we gotta do this. Well like, all they're the not characters, even doing it because they're a dumb guy. All the some of the characters are even okay, but they're all just so disparate and like just floating around in the movie and like no because there are a bunch of genre elements that a table right, of exactly. fucking accountants decided would be in this bleh, this slurry right they're they're tropes out. they don't have any actual like motivation or purpose mm-hmm. like jason statham's stated motivation is like uh, I, d- I didn't save those people and i don't want to i don't want to let my ex-wife down but then he saves his ex-wife and then he's oh i gotta kill mm-hmm. that thing to avenge my he whatever. saves his ex-wife and she's like and she's like go fuck the milf i love you yeah she, she's she's <laughs> just like okay well you saved me now i'm going to disappear from the movie okay cool and and then like he it's like three different i'm so glad i didn't take you to family court as they glance out at 
presumably 33% of the fucking audience, which is, like, guys who worry about that, theoretically. Right. It's, like, three different movies. Like, the first movie is, like, the rescue attempt, and that just happens. Like, mm-hmm. 30 minutes or 45 minutes in, and then it's like, okay, now we do the last half of Jaws, which is, like, okay. Then they do that. They kill yeah. it. It yeah. ends up being another one, and then they're like, and okay, they forget. Oh, we ha- we need to have some kind of like crowd pleasing scene. Wait a minute. It's it's like they know it's they know there's a three act structure, but they yeah, don't what know I mean what by, the that's three what acts I mean by do. Hate. They're that's just different. That's what I mean by hate fucking. It's just it's just peremptory. You know, it's just there to do it. Well, so and Mary, this... you feel like this movie disdained you. Yeah. See, I know I'm I'm a fucking big shot. I'm famous. Don't do that. I know I'm being kind of contrarian as usual, but this one just didn't. I couldn't find it in my heart to really hate much of it because it's just so (laughs) boring and it's it's (laughs) underwhelming. It's mediocre and disappointing in a way that is not even like actively offensive or anything. It's just it's meandering and okay. Okay. Yes. So so I have to ask then, Mm -hmm. why do you hate 2012 but you like this? Right. Okay. First of all. 2012, 45 minutes longer. Jesus Christ. This movie is already way too long. This movie was very clearly influenced by Roland Emmerich films, but it, I feel like they're like, okay, the characters are tropes and there's like eight to 10 of them. That's it. Whereas 2012 is like, we got 30 fucking characters and the first half of the movie is introducing them. And it's like, oh my God. And they try to do all of this character work and it sucks, and it's pointless, and this one's just like, yeah, they're cardboard cutouts. It's fine. Whatever. The shark is gonna attack them. Some of them will inevitably die. We're just going through the motions. Um, I did like some things about this movie. They have a few interesting... Sh- you, you are right, the little girl's good. I kind of think that and I did just get done watching Haunting of the House on the Hill and Haunting of Bly Manor. Child actors get way worse than this girl. Oh, so absolutely. I was appreciating her a lot more. And I think Jason Statham and her had like a good little repartee. He's to good with other. he's good with kids. He has the baby. He's Jason Statham contrasted with childlike innocence is fun. Like there was in, yeah. in the recent Fast and the Furious movie where he has the fight scene where he's like juggling, also keeping a baby from being upset in a little stroller. Like that's fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then... Well, and the kid isn't overly cutesy, like, I think no. a more, a film that was, like, pandering harder would have been, like... She does have a hairdresser oh, Isn't she so cute fucking... and, like, gregarious They kind of try. They have that awful line where she's, she's like, my mommy likes you or whatever, which is like, that kid wouldn't fucking say that. Fuck off. Um, but, you know, no. it's mostly fine. And then, um, I actually thought the sound and the music was really good in this. Um, the... Oh, who's the who's the guy who did the score? Um, it's the same guy who actually did the soundtrack. Harry Gregson Williams. Harry Gregson Williams. He actually did the soundtracks for all the Metal Gear games after Solid One. <gasps> um, really? Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. In Chronicles, he's, he's done so much work. Uh, and I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the actor from The Sopranos? There's a lot of them. James Gandolfini. You know the one, the Megalodon was hard to take seriously because every time there was a close-up shot of it from the front, it looked like if James Gandolfini were a shark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Jason. <laughs> I'm gonna be chewing on you. That's, that's more, see, the problem, I get into Jason Statham and then, oh, God, it's too hard, but... I can't really do James Gandolfini outside of that. I, I would need I would need to see like some Sopranos like get, like 
ready, like prepared. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for that right now. No, no, no. Otherwise, if, We're if too I know busy this watching up, the Meg. Yeah. If I know <laughs> this would come up, I would have like brought life. it up. Sorry, I was prepared. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um. So the sound, and also like the sound work was like the the scene with the big giant squid tentacles crushing the thing. Like the foley was so it might have set you off, but the foley was really really good. And it I was, was like, really this- good. I'm into this. Uh, the the sound and effects in this movie were unimpeachable. They were very good. You know. Well, I love about the squid too. Is like I think it's it's emblematic of this film in one sense that this film takes that axiom about like Chekhov's gun and is like if there's a single goddamn thing on the scenery, we're gonna fucking fire it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like every single thing is foreshadowed. Every single Everything. thing. There's a lot of bad. Every humor. line that's like foreshadowing someone's death. They're going to fucking die. There's that great shot in the beach where the, the fin is going through all the inner tubes. I was like, that's cool. Um, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> the rest of it's just boring. It's it's boring, but not in like a you fall asleep watching it. It's just kind of a, yeah, I know how this goes. I think on, um, yeah. on the movie uh, podcast, We Hate Movies. No, no, no. I'm not sorry. Uh, the movie podcast, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. They call oh no no, no it is sorry that's okay, a podcast. Cut this out. it is yeah uh, we hate movies they talk about it as a hangover film and the Meg is a perfect hangover film you don't really need to track where any of you the storyline is no you don't need to pay attention it's also not like obtrusive enough that's gonna wasn't. like get in your face Good. and like get you like super engaged where like you might like get annoyed by it it's just there it's just like noise it's kind of like passing through it's kind of like. It's a blanket of things that are happening. They killed a bunch of whales, and that was genuinely upsetting to think about. Yeah, um... Yeah, and a bunch of sharks. Yeah, both endangered species. I don't really want to see that. And sharks, Um, I feel like sharks get a bad rap just from Jaws and other movies in general. No, they're amazingly good social animals. I think it doesn't help that I watched a fucking documentary on Netflix called My Octopus Teacher last night about this, like, South that African sounds like an man. anime, but yeah. Oh no, it's about a South African man who is dealing with kind of like not knowing what to do with his life and not knowing how to relate to nature who just started like cold weather diving every day and he like pioneered a bunch of octopus research because he literally made friends with this like oc- with this female octopus. This is the, the this is the thing her... that started the this is the the film that started that review where everyone's talking about fucking octopus, right? No, that was the thing they, on Twitter. That was the thing on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's the a, film that did that. It's beautiful. They had a beautiful relationship. Um, they had a beautiful relationship, and very clearly they cared deeply about one another. But I don't think he fucked the octopus. That's good. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. But I don't know. This just, just seems like an incredibly. And so I was kind of flippantly mentioning ecofascism earlier but like there is there is a crude ecofascism at the heart of this movie and at the heart of a lot of the people around you and i and the thing about ecofascism that makes it monstrous besides the fact that these people would be willing to let every disabled person and trans person um die and uh 66 percent of children die and every elderly person die um is that they also don't, in fact, have a very good or respectful relationship with nature. Um, they, they, they still basically they still basically view nature as uh, an indecipherable, basically divine in the crude 
uh, in the crude, sorry for a neo-pagan, in the crude pagan sense, this sort of inscrutable thing um, that, that, that cannot be known and should not be interacted with. Um, when in fact animals are our beautiful cousins, who sometimes we eat, because that's fine, they eat each other, but also you can, you can go out, you can get to know them. Even sharks are capable of, like, knowing their handlers. Yeah, but megalodons are big and scary. Yeah. Bert raises a good point there. I'm a dumb man, and megalodon's scary, big. Fight. I fight it. I I stab. I'm gonna make you bleed. That's what I'm gonna do. (laughs) Do y'all ever think about how... Every day. Do y'all ever think about how there's, like, maybe two more generations of multicellular life above the surface of the ocean left on this planet? Uh, yeah. Mm. A lot. Things will hopefully adapt, and hopefully, I mean, maybe humans will just die, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, comforting. But hey, if nature's not, nature's not about humans, it's not human-centric. You ever wonder, just the, just the energy consumption, energy and resource consumption for producing this awful dog shit film, how many, like... How many species? How many species of newt or like or like desert or like desert butterfly went just went extinct from just like CO two? What do you think the production costs for the Meg were? I don't know. It's mostly computers. Four hundred twenty million sixty nine thousand dollars. Christ! I don't think it was that much money. Uh, the Meg, Wikipedia, budget. 130 to 178 million dollars. Great. But it was mostly spent on computer farms where people were paid oh. to make animated sharks. Oh, the computer farms, yeah. 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 Like blue screens and such. And Jason Statham. What do you think What do you think Jason Statham's rates are nowadays? Oh, they're probably pretty good. I feel like this is a fun vehicle for Statham like He's kind of perfect. It's hard I for me like to think of someone that does it better. I do think it was funny when he he's like, I'm going down there, and he gets in the sub to go rescue them, and he's like, he shorts out all of the stuff, to, and he hurts his blood gases so he could go faster. I was like, this isn't Crick, Jason. It's okay. You can slow down. I thought he was going to start jerking off or something. Oh, I've got to stay. i got to stay with the adrenaline to get down there fast. He was doing the underwater version of a funky Spider-Man. Hell yeah! <laughs> doing the underwater, doing the underwater version of a happy Carradine. <laughs> he was like, he's, he's like, all right, I gotta cut the comms real quick. And I thought, he was, okay, he's jerking it while he, so he can get in the frame. <laughs> I gotta stop the Zoom call. I'll be down there in a second. <laughs> everybody know, everybody knows oxytocin helps you resist pressure changes. I got a yank, right? I got, <laughs> I got a chug me beanstalk in it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll never defeat the Meg. All right, I said I said nice things about him before this tangent, but I really did. I really did like him in the movie. Um, he also oh, he's, fine. Is, he's needlessly he naked does, in know? it. Good for you, bud. It, well, she says he's naked, but like he's not naked. He's got a towel. He's Come on, a towel. get it out, man. <laughs> Yeah. More hog in the Meg. Yeah, ooh, ooh, I mean, as we record this, this is the week that Jeffrey Tubin flashes uh, masturbating dick all over a New Yorker Zoom call. So uh, this I feel is, like oh, no, careful also, with inviting men. This is all. This is also out. the week. This is also the week where our my friend and yours, 
uh, at 3LIZA, Eliza, on Twitter, reminded everyone that once we started actually measuring people's hogs instead of allowing men, uh, instead of allowing men and a very small handful of women to self-report, uh, we discovered that the average length for a hog is, like, 4.9 to 5 inches and not 6 inches, so I think half the reason we don't see hog that much in movies is that there's a whole bunch of actors out there who are like, oh, you know, average six, I'm so oh, seven. Well, uh, you never I'm going to be honest, like hog, Rome, though. the TV show Rome has given me some serious concerns and in inferiority, inferiority complexes. Well, you never right? see a rat hog in, in, in general. And also when you no, see you just see a giant and also one. When you see, and also when you see penises in movies and TV shows, they are very rarely the actor's penis. This is true, but what, okay, the other thing was, this has been a banner week because we had the Jeffrey Tubin thing. We also just today had um, the Twitter fiasco with Fort Bragg. Uh, huh? Fort Bragg? You know what Fort Bragg is. Uh, the Fort Bragg Twitter account got shut down today. Because That's good. Well, it is good. Uh, you don't know yet. <laughs> I think it's good. I mean, I still say it it's is good. good, but it gets better. <laughs> Go on. Um, they, whoever was the social media manager on the Twitter account, had posted horny tweets at a sex worker um, uh-huh. and did not realize that they were tweeting from the official Fort Bragg verified account. Uh-huh. So, so just immediately shut her down. tits basically took da- took a blow against the Imperial e Industrial Complex. E-girls doing revolutionary work. And then there's also the this- Rui Giuliani Borat business. Uh, oh my gosh, you haven't seen that yet. Okay. Uh, so for Sasha Baron, do you want to get a screenshot of my fucking face and make it the thumbnail for the thing? Like, <laughs> no, late, what are you talking about? Uh, oh my Prince god, Mayor, welcome. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of dicks. <laughs> I tweeted this, but it's like that scene from Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, like dick, 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 dick. <laughs> uh, Rudy Giuliani was being interviewed for the Borat, like subterf. They're I don't making know. a new Borat movie. Yes, and they interviewed movie. him. They they got a explicitly like 15 year old blonde person to interview him for fox or something ostensibly and this was an actress or something i don't know if she's actually 15 i don't know the actual deal there that was the joke but i don't think she is and um he laid down on a bed and put his hand in his pants and before Sasha Baron Cohen jumped in, like, no, no, she's 15, she's too old for you. And then, <laughs> which is actually what happened. And just like that. he's already tweeting through it, like, uh, just to be clear, I was tucking my shirt in and there was nothing untoward in my behavior. This is all a hit piece, and da da da. He's already all over it. So, uh, Rudy is back, back in business. This man just does not stop, like, owning himself all the time. I think he's been owned by Borat like three times. <laughs> it just keeps happening. He's definitely a very dumb man. Yes. Um, I, I think Sasha Baron Cohen might be the megalodon <laughs> to the hapless Southeast Asian beachgoers that are celebs. You ruined my wedding. My wedding is ruined. My dog. Yeah. And the dog lives in the end, which is very Roland Emmerich. Come on now. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. Uh, <laughs> All right, we saved hold on, the dog. I'm just going. I'm just going to Rudy Giuliani's Twitter. Y'all, y'all, y'all do the rest of the episode. I'm reading. <laughs> well, um, what? What? Okay. Well, okay. So back to back to the film. Um, I do appreciate that the film takes a very like 
negative portrayal of rich people. I think it portrays like Rain Wilson as like this like he's a very to me it feels very like American billionaire where he's like a, a really stupid shithead who cares about money not for like any sort of like tangible reason or purpose like why he cares about money but just because he cares about money because it's money. What I think is interesting about it is he's just such a gregarious stupid asshole. And that's just something I don't see. Like we don't usually see. I don't feel like we see that enough in American films. And I, I appreciate having more of that. For the first half, I'd agree with you. But when around when he dies, that big sequence, uh, he becomes, he becomes an asshole, a dumb asshole, in a very, out of in an unchar. Ooh, excuse me, in an uncharacteristic <laughs> way, which is that he's like, let's get the Semtex and blow the mega, and it's like, yeah, okay. You're telling me Jeff Bezos would get in a helicopter. He, okay, he would, but not like he wouldn't get his hands dirty. He would let somebody else blow the shark up, you know, and he'd probably film it or something and, and jerk off whatever fucking Bezos does in his fucking creepy reptilian palace. But I'm just saying, like, the guy's like, I'm in a helicopter. And I'm juggling the Semtex and I'm going to watch him blow up the shark. I'm like, this dude would be nowhere near any of this. Like, and he probably wouldn't even go. He would involve himself with half of this movie if he was a real billionaire. He'd just be some fucking creep and, you know. Um, he also has that big speech where he's like, oh, I'm sorry for everybody you've lost and da-da-da-da-da. And everybody's like, yeah, what a great guy. And I'm like, I, I don't get this character. It's just a really weird character. Uh, he does a lot of humor for no reason. And it's all really bad. I feel like they were like, this guy's Dwight Schrute and we need Dwight Schrute in this movie. No, this man is the exact opposite of Dwight Schrute. Is he? Yeah, Dwight Schrute doesn't... Dwight Schrute does not emote. Um, Dwight Schrute is not fascinated or motivated by anything, except for the specific things that fascinate and motivate him. Um, I Dwight, actually think Dwight, Dwight Schrute would have been if, better as the billionaire. Yeah, if Dwight, Schrute, if Dwight Schrute met this man, Dwight Schrute would think he was a fop and a dilettante. Right, right, right. Um, Dwight Schrute would not want anything to do with Rain Wilson's character in this movie. Yeah, Dwight would think. Dwight would think. Yes, he got his money via investment, but he'll never maintain his money the way that a meat farmer would. Like, yeah, the the characterizations are so wacky in this. Like the doctor dude, who's like the antagonist at the beginning of the movie to Jason Statham, and then halfway through is just like, "Well, you were right, so I guess that didn't work as a character motivation." Well, now I'll kill myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. well, why were you in the movie, fellas? <laughs> fellas, we've all been there. Yeah, oh, that's true. he has to save Ruby Rose. That's valid. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Ruby Rose, save yourself. Because then, she, because then she will sleep with a man. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate some of the little things. Um, like I don't know if you noticed, but like uh, it stuck out to me when the little girl is chasing her ball down in the depths yes. of the research station. Her little shoes look like, like shark jaws. There was like actually champagne. okay. There I was, love that. That was like little shit that I. Yeah, just there was the scene where she's in the front of the the sub that Jason Statham gets in, and she's messing around with the controls, and like her shoes are like reflecting off the glass, and it looks like fucking sharks outside. And I was like, wait, is there something outside? And I'm like, oh, it's her shoes. Did they do that on purpose? I can't even tell. Um, I'm assuming. They also engineered the lights in that sub to look like ring lights in her eyes, so they they clearly know what's up. Whoever did the lighting for this is like, I know what's up. We're we're doing glamour. Yeah, ev every from ev the acting and the tech, like the acting 
um, the technical aspects, the special effects, the, even the moment-to-moment -moment cinematography are all, even I would say the directing are all great. Everyone did a great job. It's just that this is a the completely top to... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just that the script, the script is dog shit, and it is a completely cynical, charmless, fucking processed chicken byproduct version of art. Probably because now, this has been shopped around since, like, 1996. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, Mayor, okay. would you say that this is um, something... Would you say this is a film... How have you seen Sharknado? How would you compare this to Sharknado to you? I've never seen Sharknado. Okay. I have. I was I was about I was about to say as a mean joke because I value the limited hours that Hashem has seen fit to bless me with on the face of this earth. But earlier in this podcast, I admitted to playing Animal Crossing, so let's not kid ourselves. I just haven't seen it. I have seen Sharknado, um, and it was more entertaining. Although it was, it's not fair, okay? Because Sharknado is bad on purpose. And it knows how to be funny by being bad. So therefore, it is still funny, not in the way you would prefer a bad movie to be. This movie doesn't... It doesn't know how to be funny. And it also doesn't know how to be bad on purpose. And it also... <laughs> it, it doesn't... It's like the worst of all possible worlds. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, it's, it's not going to lean into being campy. It's not going to lean into being uh, over the top. It's just what it is. It's too po-faced for any of that. Um, and yeah, like, shopped around since 1996. Originally a Disney Hollywood Pictures movie. And it went to New Line and then Warner Brothers. Got punted through Steve Alton. Uh, well, that was the that was the writer. Uh, Jeffrey Boehm, uh, Guillermo del Toro, Jan DeBont. It, it just went Eli Roth literally all over the place. And then they were finally just like... I guess we'll get this person to direct it, uh, John Turtletob, um, who did National I've Treasure, um, <laughs> Three Ninjas, Cool Runnings. All makes sense. This all makes sense to me. You know, that's what this movie feels like, which it's fine. You know, does anybody think of National Treasure as being so bad it's good? Maybe. No. But I don't. No. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. It is it is elevated by Nicolas Cage and Sean Bean. Sure, but otherwise, I mean, yeah. if you had uh, this, this is elevated by Jason Statham, but not much. That's true. Not enough to watch it. No, I love the man, but no. Um. Hey, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What's up? Uh, I'm about to finish reading The Shining for the first time. First of all, Jack, don't let anybody ever lie to you and say Jack Torrance is nicer in the book than he is in the movie. Listen, Jack, fucking, ba he's a fucking bastard in the book too. Um, even before the ghosts show up, but. Y'all want to watch Doctor Sleep at some point, or the movie? Yeah, I've actually really wanted to watch Gerald's point. Game, but I don't know if that would fit uh, on the pod. No, there's nothing speculative about it, oh. and I've already seen a woman deglove her hand. And I mean, I'd rather just watch woman. The Shining, but Doctor Sleep, I wouldn't yeah. be a. I've also never seen. I've heard, I've heard I've good things about Doctor Sleep, Sleep actually. I've, I've never heard seen bad The Shining, things, I've never seen okay. Dr. Sleep. I have seen a woman experience repeated rape peril and then deglove her own hand to escape being raped by a mentally disabled man, and I don't need to see that again in my life, thank you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I would probably okay. pass that one, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, The Shining's really good, but... Uh... And I've never seen it, um, and a trans woman did the sound design for it. The trans woman who invented Sin. 
Samantha. I think her name was like Wendy Carlos Williams. Oh yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm just done. I'm done talking about the Meg. It's just a styrofoam movie. Like it's over now. We could always do both movies back to back, although that may be f- unfair to Doctor Sleep. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, um, but yes, the Meg, five out of ten. Nah, six out of ten. It was fine. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, here's the, here's the thing. A five out of ten gets you beaten by your dad. So that's not necessarily good, but it's memorable. Uh, I'm gonna say yeah, like a like a seventy nine out of a seventy nine out of a hundred. You know? Which is ironically because that's about right. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now for the aggregation for like the overall scores of it. It's about that range of like a five, you know, just Rotten Tomatoes was like 42, which is again, because when, when critics are underwhelmed, they give it a negative rating. So then Rotten Tomatoes go, people hated it. And it's just like, no, most people were like, it's mediocre, which is yeah, on extremely. the bad side. Um, it was a film. It happened. It was a film and it happened, yeah. And that wraps up our Better Red Month, I think. Yes. Yeah, we, we had another movie. We had a, we had Event Horizon, but I didn't know how to use Audacity. Thank you for your patience, everyone. Long lost episode Event, of Event Horizon. He, yeah, long lost episode of Event Horizon. It turns out it's not a good film. You might remember it, it being good, but it's actually bad. The review went It's where... medium. It's not as medium as this. Right. It's, Event Horizon was a better film than this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah! Yeah, it imagery wise, yes, <clears throat> absolutely. It, Even yeah. script there was performance more, there wise, was more texture. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was more fiber in the meal of Event Horizon, yeah, you, which is why yeah. I keep using the processed chicken byproduct. Is like you got a tasted super good moment to moment, but there's no fiber in it. I'm gonna have diarrhea. Yeah. You got a bigger BM from Event Horizon, much better BM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Meg's not even like McDonald's level, but like chicken nuggets, just kind of. It's it's like the It's the, ice cream. Well, I mean kind of but I'm thinking more of just like the absolute detritus of the of the cutting room floor um of the slaughterhouse, like the chicken byproduct no, there. It, I feel like the Meg tastes, the Meg is like a BM you get after good. you ate a full box of saltines. Like it's not anything yeah. special and it's also like I guess I should have a BM after this. Whatever. Yeah. This is how we rate movies now on this pod. <laughs> All I want to do all I want to do is zoom a zoom in your BM. Um, check, check your BMs. <laughs> I yeah. Hey, remember, uh, take a fiber supplement because um, everybody's sitting a lot more during COVID. Uh, you're probably a lot more prone to hemorrhoids, so you gotta look after your BMs. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> she has to go. Um. Uh, we'll be back next week with another film. That'll be hopefully better than this one. No, we it got good radio bad. out of this one. Don't be down on yourself. Yeah, don't. This I'm not down on myself. Bit. I'm down on this film. Like I said, when I watched but it, it really again, was not that bad. When I rewatched I like it for this normal, podcast, I was like, "This is so boring." It wasn't. I that feel bad. like the normal episode framework is that like Bert is grumpy about a film that we see, yeah, and I'm like, okay, and I'm looking for jokes to say about it, and the episode goes on, but I feel like every now and then we get a gym where I get steamed, and I just start saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking, I just start saying unreasonable but very inventive things about a film, and I feel like it makes for good radio, even though it doesn't make for a good hour and a half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> see, I it think it's even interesting. an hour and a half of your life. It was an hour and five minutes. No, That's she, true. I think she means the movie, which was an hour and 53 minutes, but... Um, but I'm hour, hour and bye, five. Okay. Bye bye. Oh, where, where, Mary, where can we find you on social media? Oh God, we're still recording. Uh, fucking, I have a app 
that reminds me to take my medication, and my roommate Kyle pointed out that the little jingle it gives me sounds like, the opening bars to Springtime for Hitler! Um, and that's been fucking me up lately. If you want to see me tweeting about things like that, you can find me at at mayor underscore squared on twitter.corn. Uh, Excellent segue. <laughs> um, I'm at refreshing time and at Coriolis music. That's it. You can find me on Twitter at ape notorious. Uh, follow the cast at second star cast. Email us second star cast at gmail.com. We will take your fan mail rate and review us. Please positively wherever you find us. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. Bye, I love you. Boy, I'll see you later, <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> <laughs>